So welcome to the first episode, everyone. Uh, this is uh, Sifu Mark Phillips from London. Uh, well, hello guys, you're gonna be hearing a lot from me speaking anyway. And one thing you'll find out is that I talk a lot and don't stop talking. So, uh, <laughs> hello from London. <laughs> awesome, and uh, Sifu Bogdan Roshu from uh, Romania, Bucharest. And this is interesting because it's the first episode that we're doing for Martial Mindset. And we were talking a bit earlier about, you know, giving you guys of a better idea of why we started this project in the first place, why, how it's going to serve you, and uh, what we were planning to achieve, hopefully, with your support. I mean, the, the most important thing we need to get across really to you guys is that, you know, martial arts is one thing, but it's more the mindset that we wanted to talk about. And the mm -hmm. mindset is really what sort of motivates people to to not only train, but just to sort of exist on a, on a normal sort of day-to-day -day basis. It's what defines someone who's been successful. What do you think about that? Yeah, definitely. And it's something that I'm super passionate about um, talking, you know, and I think you get this a lot. Like as a martial arts instructor, people tend to see you as the martial arts guy. But when you start to talk about mindset and personal development and psychology, people don't really see these aspects all being connected um, between them, like um, how important your psychology and your mindset is just to train martial arts. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it, predominantly the difference between winners and losers is their mindset, isn't it? I mean, you can have two people and uh, they have exactly the same skills, yeah. exactly the same skills, exactly the same body type, uh, all things being matched. If their mental aspects are very different, then I would always put my money on the person that's got their head in the game. And we see that even mm -hmm. when you look at high-performing athletes. They can, you know, every day they can run a certain speed, but if they're just slightly off on that day, then and it's the same with anything. It's, it's performance, but mental agility is, you know, is key to performance. And that's, that's really the point of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, getting – guys, what we're trying to get across is – how important it is to really understand your mind and the way that you function to get to a high, high level um, in your life. And that could be like having better relationships, that could be having a better performance in your career, um, that could be just having you know, a better relationship with yourself at the end of the day, looking in the mirror and saying, dude, you look awesome. <laughs> no, you should be doing that anyway. <laughs> you know, thank you, thank yourself, and be kind to yourself. That's always an important thing to do. You know, get rid of those negative thoughts. But look, you know, we were just talking about this earlier. What what really qualifies us to do this? I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it is experience. And it's something that, uh, you know, the psychology, one of the things that I'm going to be bringing to the podcast is the psychology. Uh, you know, most, many of you know that my PhD is actually in criminal psychology, but actually at the heart of it, I'm a, I'm a psychologist. And, you know, I teach people how to defend themselves. I teach people how to think. I teach people how to deal with extreme circumstances. So, you know, throughout the series, we're going to be talking about difficult scenarios, whether it be even life-dependent scenarios, but everything from dealing with, uh, extreme forms of violence to weapons to uh, even even uh, interrogation we'll be talking about that waterboarding and so on so there'll be a lot of things we're talking about so I mean one of the things that we're going to be doing just to let people know is we're going to interview as many different people 
uh, experts in their fields uh, with what we think are the sort of creative minds. We're not just going to look at martial artists or even specific martial arts styles. That's really important to sort of put that down. Yep. And I think people that know us kind of, you know, they're kind of asking themselves, guys, why aren't you talking strictly about martial arts and why, why mindset and why not, like we mentioned before we started recording, why not sushi? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sushi's great though. Sushi's great. I'd love some I'd love me some sushi right now, actually. Well, I mean, the main thing is winners or losers. If you're into competition, you know, there's a good thing to tune into this mindset. Even if you're not into competition but you just want to try to improve on what you do. Or maybe you're that guy that trains at home uh, and wants some motivation to be able to train your martial arts yeah. at home then, you know, these are sort of topics we're going to be talking about. These are sort of things that can be engaging and trying to encourage you and, and spur you along. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, like, something that I started integrating ever since I started training in martial arts was this idea of um, stepping into the right mindset. Because just like you mentioned, Mark, um, you see people with very, very similar aptitudes, yet one is a high performer, but uh, the other person is not. What's the difference between the two? Well, the, the other one either has something to lose or has a very, very powerful why behind uh, taking such, such massive action. Uh, like, for example, the match between Mike Tyson and Buster Douglas. You, you know the story, right? Yeah, I remember watching the fight. Yeah. So yeah. His, his mother died. <laughs> what? I'm showing my age now. <laughs> Did you, did you watch the fight live? I did watch the fight, yeah. That, that must have been exciting, right? I guess. Oh, yeah. I stayed up to the early hours of the morning like everybody did in those days. And yeah. I watched it, but it was crazy, yeah. It was nobody like expect, those... I bet nobody expected Buster Douglas to do uh, anything, right? Fell off the seat. That's how a surprise. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those things. You watch the fight and you thought, yeah, you know, it's going to be another Tyson walkover. He's going to walk over someone just like he usually does. So, uh, mm -hmm. I remember that moment. It's one of those sort of pivotal sports moments. I think most people will, will never forget if they're old enough to be there. To do, you know, do you know why he performed that way? No, actually, why? Tell, tell us yes. why. His mother died before the match. Oh, really? He's, his mother died, and he felt like he hadn't really proved himself as a human being, as a, as, okay, not necessarily as a human being, but as a fighter, like he wasn't, he didn't have it all together. So that was his way of honoring his mother, just getting back up. Profound, isn't it? Yeah. It, it is yeah. so profound. Yeah. You know, but so he was driven basically by, by not internally, well, it was internal, but I suppose by, what, how would you describe that? Ex yeah, something external. You, you change or, or you see drastic change either from something that comes from the outside, just like in this case, mm. or from a massive shift in, in your, in, from the inside out, right? When something snaps inside of you and you're still like, okay, I cannot do this anymore. Just like smokers, you know, like people who smoked for decades and then just all of a sudden stop. Yeah, that's quite profound. It is profound. You know, talking about that, I mean, what do you think about, I mean, we were going to do a separate podcast on this anyway, but talking about people that enter, you know, train martial arts mm -hmm. and then they enter into competitions or challenge fights and, you know, they, they obviously get beaten. We see this quite a lot in, on YouTube with various videos and so on. You know, do you think that's a mindset thing or do you think it's a, a, a training, a, you know, a problem in training? Like people who get 
Mm, what's, yeah, what's so say for example, we've seen a lot of, uh, you know, in our fields, because we do Wing Chun, we've seen a lot of Wing Chun instructors mm -hmm. that uh, challenges uh, against MMA fighters, for example, and then they, they, they go into the ring or, uh, or uh, you know, performance area or whatever and uh, fight and they get beaten up. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's a difference in skill, martial art, training preparation or, or mental? I think, I think it has to do a lot with dogma. Mm. I think it has to do a lot with uh, the programming that you get from um, your teacher. If your teacher says that your style is supreme and nobody can uh, touch you and uh, you're like, like Wing Chun is the best in the world and has to, it should handle anything and everything, and you believe that, you will tend to step into a, an environment where you're not familiar with just to get your... Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that is an issue of mindset again, isn't it? Yes. And that, that is, that's a psychological issue, mm -hmm. especially uh, when you train in an environment where there's this, I won't say cult-like attitude, but an attitude, like you said, where there's a dogma, which is passed down in the sense that uh, people, some people teach martial arts and they, they don't test the martial arts. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they... They say they'll teach something, and then if you challenge it in terms of, well, why do you do that? The answer will be is because you do do that. Well, you know, what, well, why do you do that? And if you keep pushing, they'll say because my teacher. Told my teacher me. said so. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you'll then you'll push it again, and and then they'll say, well, because my teacher's teacher told them to do that. And then at some point, if you you've got the chain, and you realize nobody's actually practiced this or really tested it. And you know what? I actually made a video today on Facebook, kind of touching on this mentality because there's so many people, and, and I'm sure there's people listening right now who are in this situation who get into the same dogma regarding their careers, right? They know, like, nobody says when you're a kid, like, you ask a kid, what do you want to be? They're like, mm -hmm. gonna be, I'm going to be an astronaut. I'm going to be like, you know, nobody, nobody says I'm going to be an accountant, right? Or yeah. I'm going to be a lawyer. There's nothing wrong with being an accountant or a lawyer, but if you didn't really follow your heart, if you didn't really follow that inner voice that says, look, this is what you should be doing with your life. Like, I'm sure that you had this challenge when you started teaching martial arts, right? People telling you, what are you doing? Are you crazy? Yeah, absolutely. Like, this is like... Why are you doing that? You you're, throwing doing you, you're throwing your life away, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and people who, who listen to the dogma of, look, do something safe, okay? Do take this job, you're going to make money and then um, start a family, right? But they feel so empty inside. It's like they're, they're half dead most of the time, right? So I think it's very, very similar to people who take the same mentality of, of this is the way that it's always been done and this is the way that you should do it. I love Bruce Lee's approach of test, you know, see what's really yours. This, this belongs to you, right? Well, I mean, that, that, that's what essentially a science is. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you test and, and talking, going back to, you know, our martial art, the, the martial art that we're most interested in is Wing Chun. And, and one of the main things about Wing Chun is that it's supposed to be an art that's based on testing. Mm. It's supposed to be a scientific art. And if it's a yeah. scientific art, then uh, you, you have to test. You have to come up with an idea, a hypothesis, and then you have to test that. And you, it's, you can't hide behind someone saying, oh, yes, this works on paper. Yeah. You know, it's like the, uh, the, 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 uh, the old argument that if someone throws a haymaker, you can beat them with a straight punch because the haymaker has to go in a circle line. If you go in a straight line, it's the most direct route. And yeah. it's very true, but the, 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 it's very true on paper. 
I mean, you can argue it really well on paper, but one of the things that uh, is often missed is that reaction and emotions are at play. And you basically is slower to react that and quicker to throw a punch. Yes. Uh, the, the, the statistics are scary on that. Yeah, so, definitely. And additionally, the person is moving their heads as well. So you think they're going to, you're going to catch their head, but you're not, right? You're not, yeah. not from long distance or mid range. This exactly. would maybe would work in short range, but yeah. It's, but this, I mean, for the guys, for, for you guys watching this, you know, the reason why, you know, I'm, I'm sort of pushing this line of conversation is because it's, it's, all the issues that I'm discussing or, or that I've sort of highlighted are issues of mindset and thinking. Yep. I mean, and it's dogma, really. And dogma is dangerous in the martial art. And, and one of the things I've noticed a lot, especially in our community, our martial arts community, is there's a lot of dogma and uh, a lot of lack, an inability to be open-minded and embrace other, other thoughts and feelings. And I think, not feelings, that sounds too uh, emotional, really. But thoughts, uh, theories, and beliefs, I think, is probably a better way. Worldviews. What would you say? What would you say is like would be a better mindset to go at, at life, for example, and in martial arts? Like one mindset that you could use both in martial arts and in life. Adaptability. Mm. You've got to be adaptable mm -hmm. because here's the thing: when you're training a martial art, there's a challenge. There's always going to be a challenge, and and that challenge comes from two directions. It could be the person in front of you that's trying to hurt you. It mm -hmm. could be you because I don't know, you're tired, you don't want to train, or you're tired even, you know, you're sparring. Let's give this a classic one. Yeah. You're sparring, you're tired, you're exhausted, but the guy's fitter than you and he's not giving up and he's still trying to hit you. What do you do? Do you give up or do you try to push on and, and, and stay in the fight? And that, that is, that's, for some people, they may not understand that. But yeah. if you look at it from a perspective of everyday life, uh, let me give you another example, which is a little bit more poignant. Training in itself. Training is, is, is a bit like a relationship. You know, when you first start doing it, you have a honeymoon period. You love it. It's great. It's fantastic. Everything can't just go wrong. You want to be there in the middle of it. And then as time goes on, you get to the day-to-day -day mundane aspects of it. And it's the same thing with, with life generally. And we're not talking about relationships. We're talking about life generally. You've got a job. You first start the job. It's a brilliant, fantastic, loving mm -hmm. Loving, it sounds a bit strange saying that, fantastic job. Uh, but after a while, it becomes a little bit tedious because you've got to get up at the same time. You've got to commute in the, here in the rush hour. You know, you've got to get to work, you've got to sit at your desk, you possibly Definitely. do. And then after a period of time, it doesn't matter how much money you're being paid, you're going to get pretty fed up with the maintenance of it. It's the same with martial arts. You know, you're going to get fed up with turning up to the, the dojo, the boxing gym, wherever you're going to train. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But something inside you has to either inspire you to, to continue that journey yes. or to drive you to do that. And it's the same with life. And that's why I think the, the skills cross over. It's the same attitude, the same mindset mm -hmm. developing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in training martial art that you are essentially traveling and crossing over to other aspects of your life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure you had this as well. Like when you were training, 
would you go to would you train with like people who are more on your level or would you always go for the guys who are like the highest level and get as much as you could from those guys even though if you got like beat up and you lost all the time but you felt like so good because because of the experience i've got two answers to spring to mind because i do actually talk about this all the time when i'm talking about training uh but the first thing is i just want to point out and this is again a martial mindset my belief <coughs> excuse me has always been to train my weaknesses not my strengths mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and one of the things i've always noticed when i watch people and i've been teaching now for over 30 years a very long time uh one of the things i noticed in, in teaching for all those decades is that when you watch guys they always tend to default to what they're good at mm-hmm. so for example if they're if they're training uh i don't i do brazilian jiu-jitsu as well as you know so uh mm-hmm. I was watching this, I, you know, I have a black belt Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, so, you know, I've been doing it for quite a long time. I, I grapple as well. I've trained wrestling, uh, judo, you know, all sorts of martial arts as well as Wing as well. So uh, one of the things I'll give you an example is that if a guy's really good at uh, arm bars, then, you know, he's just going to always go for his armbar. And, and whenever he's training, because his ego is, has to be satisfied, mm. he's always going to do what he's good at. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I noticed that a long, long time ago. I was lucky enough to be sort of blessed with the insight that it's not really about strengthening my strengths. It's about strengthening my weaknesses. Because once I can have a tick list of what I'm not very good at and then take away those, those weaknesses, then mm-hmm. that, naturally brings up my strength so my training philosophy has always been to work on the things that i can't do because mm-hmm. my, my fear is is that uh especially when it comes to self-defense and it comes to fighting i'm always going to have to fight on the back foot i'm always going to fight from a weak position yeah and, and what i mean is is if for example i can't fight on the ground but i'm really good stand up then it's a good chance that if it was a real life confrontation i might end up on the ground and there's far too many people I've met in, in the martial arts community in my travels over many years that will say, yes, well, I'm so good at my feet, it'll never go to the ground. Well, you, you don't know you that. don't know, yeah. You don't know that. And, mm-hmm. and if it does go to the ground, what are you going to do? You, you know, they're, they're often the answer is, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. But if you've never trained it or experienced it, you, you can't. You can't make that assumption. So what I did was, and you know, I'm fairly successful in the Wing Chun community. I mean, I, I don't really need to sort of go on about that. A lot of people know who I am. Uh, I've established uh, a very reputable, a successful school in London. Uh, we're quite well known internationally. There's no reason for me to train another martial art. There was no reason for me to do that. But I saw it as a weakness. I thought, well, okay, this is something that I need to do because ultimately, uh, and I've done that with everything I've done in terms of not just uh, in martial arts, but in life. I try to look at, well, what, what are my weaknesses? What are the things I need to improve mm-hmm, on? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then I try to address that. I don't bias towards my strength. So I know it's a long answer for your question, but the question is, I wouldn't always look for, I would look for the best guys to train with, absolutely, uh, because I'd want to, to work on what I was not very good at. But also, I think it's important to identify specifically the, the missing skills that you have and, and, and work on that. And, and that is a mindset. It's not, it's not a physicality. It's and, that, 
I think it's the right attitude, like to keep um, relationships alive and to keep your, um, you know, your performance at your job because you probably think that you're doing the same thing over and over, but you're not, right? If you're looking like, what can I improve today? Like, what's my weakness really, right? And then you start to work on that or just just have this mindset of growth, right? Mm, something that I learned from... Um, I don't remember exactly the author, but they said something along the lines of every week, ask your spouse, what, what would they, how would they rate the relationship? Like from one to 10. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he, what he would do with his wife, like he would do this exercise every week. Right. And he's like, there were times when I got a three every or a four. Week. Right. Wow. <laughs> wow. But like every, every answer that is below 10, right, gets the yeah. following question. What could I do to make the relationship a 10, right? You're not going to get seven, eights, or three or fours every week, right? You're going to get tens as well. But the, just by asking that, asking your spouse, what can I do to make the relationship a 10, right? You are suddenly focusing on, oh my God, you know, there's so much more to be experienced in this uh, relationship. Because like, if your spouse is cool, they're not going to be like, oh, uh, you know what? Wash the dishes or, uh, oh, uh, you forgot to do this. Oh, uh, they're going to be like, it's also going to be more meaningful things. Like, you know what? I would have loved to spend a, a bit more time with you. I would have loved for you to um, ask me this or do like important stuff, right? And it's the same with, with your job. If you sit down with your manager and you ask your manager, like, what can I do to improve, right? You're, you're suddenly going to be not, not in, uh, um, what's, what's the word? Like, not, not in a sucking up kind of way, but be honest and genuine of, you know what? I really want to be the best uh, that I can be. Your manager's going to love you. They're going to be like, oh my God, this guy, yeah, this, this guy or gal, they're going to be, wow, they're going to be superstars, right? So. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, uh, you 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 have to show your willingness. But one of the things I, I when I was listening to you, I was thinking about it's not just a job. What happens if you want to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, you same. You need metrics. You need exactly. metrics. And and this is something that I struggled with hugely. I I refuse to look at my metrics. Like, you know, what am I spending? What's the, what's the number of people coming to the school? What's the retention rate? And that's, that's ridiculous. That's silly, you know, and it took me like three years to get out of that mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's the perseverance as well. I remember listening to someone talking about, uh, Marshall Motto. In fact, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the general idea of starting a business is exactly the same process in terms of starting a martial art, right? When yeah. you say that, it's, it's the same process, you know, you start it, you've got full of enthusiasm, but you're going to hit a lot of challenges and hurdles, especially oh, yeah. in business. And, uh, you know, you, you, you need that staying power, really. You need to, I suppose, systems. I think those are probably the best way of describing it. Psychological systems or mm -hmm. ways of thoughts to help you over those hurdles. I mean, that's really what we're going to be doing in this podcast, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like sharing systems of thought, systems of, uh, of meditating, system of, systems of, of um, just improving your overall performance.
No, I actually learned yesterday that meditation or, or that it's super useful to have a system for meditation. Like when I wake up or like at this time, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to prepare my mind for the day because I feel like, did you notice like when you do something in the morning that well, maybe you decide that today's going to be a great day? Like things just go smoother yeah. Yeah. in your day compared to just reacting to everything that's happening. And you're like, by the end of the uh, day, you're like, Oh my God, I think I'm going to, I want to die. I want to go to bed. Yeah. I, I actually, you know, that comes down to the positivity again, though. If you actually say it's going to be a good day, then, yeah. then uh, you know, you're setting And To be honest, people say it all the time, but how many people actually do it? And how many people actually believe it? Because a lot of people, that's quite a common, it is quite a common mantra. People say, look, start with the positive, you know, think mm -hmm. positive and, and you'll attract, you attract positivity. But if you don't really truly believe it, it's not going to happen. Did you uh, did you watch like Dexter's Laboratory? No, actually, I didn't. I know I that's sort what, of know roughly about it. Is that the sort of thing they were doing? Yeah, that's like um, that's more of a my uh, my generation type of uh, culture, <laughs> right? Like, if I when I think about it, like when I was watching Dexter's Laboratory, you were teaching, you were already building like this huge school, right? In, uh, in yeah, London, absolutely. it's crazy, right? Absolutely. Well, I started, I started professionally teaching because we, we had this conversation, but I started teaching when I was 18. I was an apprentice instructor. Yeah. So by the time I was 20, I was a professional instructor. Uh, so professionals well, defined by taking, making a living out of it. So for those of you watching this, it's very different to, uh, you know, people that have got a day job and yeah. you know, it's not disparaging them or saying that they're not they're not very good at what they're doing. It's just completely different because you're immersed in anyone that teaches professionally. They're immersed into what they do. They they have to be. So yeah, uh, you have to you have to be one hundred percent either, um, or it's not it's not going to work. It's not exactly exactly it's not going to be a career. So what what Dexter would do, and uh, people watching the show, they know like he would he would start every day with this phrase. Ah, today is a fine day for science. But like in his case, everything would, would go to to uh, you know everything would get destroyed because of his sister. But just like starting your day with oh my god, today's gonna be a great day for Wing Chun, you're not gonna have the same disastrous effects as actually. Like I think the opposite is gonna happen. You're gonna have a really really good day. <laughs> yeah, I mean generally getting. Getting back onto sort of track of this, I mean, what? I mean, we're going to we're going to interview quite a range of guests, aren't we? Mm -hmm. So you had some ideas of, of bringing in some uh, entrepreneurs as well, and talking about. Uh, Actually, guys, if you're listening right now, give us some suggestions. Right, get in touch with us. Post like in the comments or or send us an email. You'll find it in the uh, description. Let us know who are some people that you look up to that you really really appreciate online or uh, offline. And you think would be a great, great fit for us to get in touch with and have on the show, like people to interview in terms of like psychologists, entrepreneurs, or you know, any type of person that would add value in terms of mindset and high-level performance. Because it is about high-level performance that we're looking at. I mean, if you're just an ordinary martial artist and you're watching this just to get some tips and training, that's great. But what we hope to do is sort of to extend mm -hmm. beyond that, so you get some. Extra yeah, benefits. yeah. It's just like the the that attitude of instead of teaching you how to fish, uh, I'm sorry, instead of giving you fish, we're teaching you how to fish. We're teaching you how to learn 
martial arts, but not just learn to be high, high level at what you're doing. Be it martial arts, be it your job, be it like your amazing uh, relationships and so on and, and so forth. Yeah. I mean, one of the things, just, just, just to add to that, I mean, I've trained a lot of people over many years and I've trained a lot of instructors. And one of the things I've noticed is with a lot of those guys that I've worked with, they've gone on to be quite successful, not in just in the martial arts community, yeah. And then their personal lives as well. They've gone on to actually have some very good jobs. I mean, some of the younger guys that I've had uh, in terms of they've started with me as teenagers and then become young men have gone on to get into Definitely. aspiring university courses and, and have been able to communicate well, very well and eloquently with 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 uh, people in a, in a high-level business mm-hmm. environment purely because they've learned how to communicate, how, how to, to engage with other people, how to think and how to be productive. So yep. you know, there's a lot of benefits that we, we really, through this podcast, really want to sort of emphasize and get out uh, on, on the martial mindset. Really. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Like, did you notice that, like, in the first three months, there, you students are already making, like, more money, they are having more higher levels of satisfaction from what they're doing, right? Yeah, and, but it's also the engagement as well with each other and, and, and me. You, you really do notice, but it is... It is it's quite remarkable, a lot, of, especially some of the youngsters. It's nice to see you know, they go on uh, and they go on and, and they do really well. You know, uh, they they perform really well. I've had a couple of students go on to be uh, doctors and surgeons and so on. And it's, mm-hmm. it's quite impressive. You know, we don't define success by obviously occupation, uh, but I just I define it as their ability and their, their ability to interact and also to be persistent. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if you're yeah. persistent, even at starting your own business, and it could be selling, I don't know, anything, paper cards even, uh, it, it, it takes a certain mindset to come do that. Definitely, definitely, definitely. What I noticed in my students is that they don't necessarily can't come for, okay, yes, they, they do come for martial arts and, and to, to learn how to defend themselves and become more confident, but most of them, and you guys listening might be in this situation as well, you already have everything you need, right? You have the tools. You have the skills to learn uh, what you need to learn. You have, you have everything. It's, it's already inside of you. But what most people come to my class is to somehow get this kind of permission. Look, it's all right to show up as your best self. It's all right to use all of, all, all of your tools. It's all right to, um, to be brave and step into this world with, with your chest out, right, and your back straight. It's cool. It's going to be great, right? You do that because you're going to get better results. And once they feel like they have this kind of quote-unquote permission, they just allow themselves to be that person. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I can't really add on that. I think, you know, you hit the nail straight in the head with that. I mean, we, we really, at the end of the day, have to look at uh, how we influence people and, and the positivity. As a teacher, I'm, I'm talking about really and, and and that's one of the benefits of doing that so in the main in the meantime so this is probably what we're trying to do with with the um show right yeah absolutely i i think that i mean the, the purpose of the show is is twofold it is to obviously engage people in how they think to encourage those the strengths mm-hmm. that we were talking about earlier or, or, or addressing both strengths and weaknesses 
but also starting to develop a mindset that transfer, transferable skills. I mean, transferable skills such as leadership is, is something yes. that's really important. And I think you get leadership through good martial art instruction anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, perseverance, uh, you know, all of the good qualities that we have because martial arts isn't just about kicking and punching. It's, it's, it's really a mental aspect, which has yes. been lost, I think, really. Mm-hmm. It really has been lost. So the purpose really is just to try to try to get that across. To to me, it's mind boggling to um, to try to learn like leadership just from a book, right? You can you can, or, or just like some kind of course because you can get the right strategies and techniques. You definitely need those to to better understand people. But as a leader, if you if you step into a room and if you don't have the the ability to fill the room with your energy right if if you need to show up for your team and you're not filling up the room with your personality with with your energy it's very difficult for people to justify following you yes yeah leadership is also about immersion you, yes. you you have to because leadership is about serving people it's not about yes. uh, managing people I, yes i think that's yes. a major problem in most business communities is that they mistake leadership management. Uh, and actually, there's a shifting theories and thoughts in, in the difference between leadership and management. Uh, but it is about emotion. You have to immerse. Uh, I mean, my, my style of leadership is to, is to model, basically, to mm-hmm. immerse people and, and to model behavior, uh, rather than being bureaucratic and, and also uh, telling people what they have to do, which is more management style. So I, I, I think it's really important. Leadership is something that's... It is, it is important because, you know, in a, in a in martial arts environment, you are developing a mindset that, as we keep hinting at so far that we've been discussing this, is transferable skills externally, but leadership is one of those. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and some of these young people that we're developing are going to be future leaders within their own fields and captains of industry in their own areas. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. absolutely. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Definitely. Well, we've got some great guests coming up, so I hope many of you will be uh, with us in the long term watching them. Uh, we are definitely looking for people to be giving us an insight into their own personal experiences that we think we can yep. all benefit from. Uh, and that's quite important because we want to be as open to exploring what really makes a great mindset and what really makes a martial mind and how those skills are transferable. Mm-hmm. So stick with us. Yeah, definitely, definitely. What we're, what we're going to be doing, guys, for you is like, this, this is going to be for you if you feel that you're somehow meant for more, right? If, if you feel that you can achieve more in your life and all you need is just like a bit of a push, a bit of an encouragement and some systems and tools to get you there and keep you consistently uh, getting results, it's going to be the right thing for uh, for you. So if you're excited to join us on this journey, uh, definitely give us a shout out, like send, type a comment or uh, share this episode with some friends. We would really appreciate it. And definitely give us a rating on uh, iTunes or your podcast, your favorite podcast uh, app. That, that would really help us out. Yeah. Okay. We'll see you guys next time with our first guest. Yeah, have a good day. Keep smiling. Keep your thumbs up.